Art was everywhere. And it was all over the place, too, moving in a million directions at once from the dominant art forms of the beginning of the decade, abstract painting and geometric sculpture. David saw Nancy Graves' life-size camels made of burlap, fur, and fiberglass uptown at the Whitney Museum of American Art. He ran into Gordon Mata Clark, welding scrap metal to stop signs and lampposts on the deserted streets of the neighborhood. He watched Joseph Boyce perform I Like America and America Likes Me in a shabby upstairs gallery on the corner of Grand and West Broadway. The piece is now a canonical work cited in every recent history of art. At the time, it was just a little-known man from Dusseldorf who had inexplicably locked himself in a room with a coyote. As the gravitational force of the downtown scene drew other interests to Soho, as this neighborhood came to be called, real restaurants and bars replaced the art restaurants and art bars. Commercial galleries opened next to or in place of the cooperatives. This migration laid the groundwork for the explosive art market growth that would begin in earnest a few years later and continue, more or less unabated, to the present day. By the time I met David in 2000 and walked around the neighborhood with him, its art scene was a faint residue underneath Soho's gleaming retail grid. I could almost imagine costumed actors, although those at Colonial Williamsburg, paid to walk the streets dressed as young artists from the 1970s for the entertainment of tourists. I pictured them climbing up and down the stairs of defurbished lofts, smoking and gesturing wildly, replaying the circumscribed world of art as it existed in New York 30 years ago, a seven-block radius, and a sense that things were just about to start happening. They were. This vision of the art world is completely different from the one I was getting to know in the first years of the new millennium. Processes that began in David's heyday had completely transformed the landscape. While David had come to the city to camp out in a loft, I came to attend graduate school. He was one of my teachers in the MFA program at Columbia University. In a few decades, the idea of being a professional artist had gone from a join-the-circus fantasy to a plausible vocation for scores of young people in America. Contemporary art was now fully incorporated into the curricula of colleges and universities, and I took part in what was nearly a mass movement toward the field. More artists now come through art programs in the United States each year than were produced by the city-states of Florence and Venice during the entire 15th century.